Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PS Blue podcast, available on all podcasting platforms. Don't forget, we're giving away a PlayStation gift card in this one, so stick around to find out how you can win. This is episode number 10, The Big 1-0. Vinny, we have arrived. We're in double digits in episodes, and we just passed 100 subs on YouTube. This thing is starting to uh, turn into a legit channel. How, how do you feel about that, Vinny? Exciting times here on the PS Blue podcast. Yeah, man, this is awesome. We're uh, It sounds like we're building sort of a community here. We're so thankful to those that are listening. And uh, always the, the big thing is just listening to feedback. So keep the feedback coming, guys. We're, we can't thank you enough for listening. So exciting. I'm excited, man. I couldn't be any more excited. How you doing? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I think that you're dead on. It's We're building a community. We appreciate feedback. I try and respond to as many comments as I can. Uh, you know, I do my best, but <laughs> it's uh, I, this is my way of giving back right now. We are giving away a $10 PSN card in honor of episode 10. Like I said, if this works out well, I will up it 15 for 15, 25 for 25, so on and so forth. Here are the rules. You must be listening to this episode on YouTube only, and you must be subscribed to our channel. Somewhere in the YouTube video, I've hidden a secret phrase in this video, okay? Somewhere in this video, I've hidden a secret phrase. You will know it when you hear it. Trust me. Be the first subscriber to comment the secret phrase below, and I'll send you a crisp $10 code to purchase whatever you want so long as it isn't Foxyland. With all that out of the way... (laughs) We're about ready to dive into the episode, which includes topics such as Stray, Saints Row, PS5 game upgrades, and more. But first, Vinny, why don't you tell us what the quote of the week is this week? Go go ahead, because I am i don't like this one too much, but it's funny, That's, I guess. Uh, well, congratulations, Anthony. You won our quote of the week. And yeah. this was Anthony last week uh, regarding when we were talking about Elden Ring and its upcoming or leaked DLC, Anthony said, quote, if Elden Ring really does have DLC, does it tarnish, excuse the pun, that sort of perfect package of the original game? Anthony, it seems like our pun game is really coming into play on these podcasts. Uh, wh- what, wh- this is an excellent uh, example. What are, what are your thoughts? The, the the tarnish thing, yeah, that's what you found so amusing. Yeah, I, listen, I didn't even realize I was saying it when I said it, but it, it's it's a good pun, I guess. I'll give it to you. I I, I like these quote unquote dad jokes as much as anyone. So, yeah, does it tarnish the perfect package of the original game? You know what? <laughs> I'm still wondering myself. I, well, I don't know. Well, Anthony- I don't know. I, I, you, you're higher on the Elden Ring DLC than I am, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was actually going to give us a good transition here. I was just going to say, speaking of perfect games, oh, God. I can't wait for our first topic. Oh, so I, I just I just thought about that because it says here in the quote that you talked about a perfect package. So, you know, oh, th- these God. things can keep rolling. People, that'll make sense yeah. when we discuss our first topic here. Okay. Yeah. It's so Stray is our first topic. <laughs> and then he said perfect package. Per? Yeah. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> I literally just thought about that on the spot. So it, I'm actually pretty wow. proud of that one. I'm so impressed. If there's still any listeners, if there's still any people listening to this podcast right now, we're going to jump right into it now. So don't go anywhere. Stray. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stray came out on July, I want to say it was the 19th. It was Tuesday of last week. We're recording on the 24th. So, uh, came out on the 19th. I started it. I, I love what I've played so far. I'm, I'm about, I want to say I'm like an hour into it. I really like the direction the story's headed. I like the perspective, especially, of playing as a cat. I just wanted to highlight this game a little bit. Um, I talked about it on our channel, how this coming out day one on PlayStation Plus Extra is huge. I'll save that for another day. And we've already talked about that on the channel. I want to just talk about the game Stray. Impressions, thoughts, what do you think about Straven? You tell me. You've played it? Yeah. So I'm, I've probably put in about one to two hours into Stray. And like you, man, I've shockingly loved what I've played. Like genuinely, like I thought I was going to enjoy this game. I didn't know I was going to love this game as I do right now. I, as far as two hours in that, that, you know, that I've played, it's outstanding, man. And let me just say this, preface this with, before we get into gameplay and things like that, this is a huge deal for Sony. Like, like your video stated earlier, this game just has this massive community behind it, like massive following and already. it lived up to what's that? Sorry. I said it already has that. And it just, All, the game just launched already had it. The buildup for this game was huge. There was a huge following and the game lived up to the expectations. And that's, even just so big what a get for sony on that on the ps plus service i upgraded uh last week when this launched that's when i upgraded my tier and as i'm sure a ton of other people are dude this game's like a huge twitch game it it has that sort of vibe of like you know uh community driven kind of twitch watching other people play the game uh and me i'm not some you know cat enthusiast i'm not like a huge I, I like cats but i know there are people out there like you know one of my cousins is like obsessed with cats i mean i could only imagine what she would do if she was playing this game but yeah. it really is this game is like a love letter and and it's really actually uh it, it's very thoughtful in the way that it portrays a cat like it genuinely has well thought out sequences of how cats act it's very yeah. weird and this is part of the reason why I love indie games, man. We This is unlike anything that I've ever played. It's, it really is. And it's kind of scratching an itch. Another pun. I hate to be that guy. But I guess we could say that's much. It is, I guess that's, you know. Uh, but it's so good. It's so good, man. I really like this game. Let me say this. Were you taken aback? My my immediate impressions of this game was it was a little odd that it's not like a normal 3D platformer. I was trying to jump around everywhere by hitting X, but the only time you can jump is if like the X prompt is on there. Right. I, were you thrown off by that? I was thrown off at first, but I actually love it now, to be honest with you. Um, no, not I was just I, a little. Honest, not really. Yeah. Because I, 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 cause it, uh, for me, it did a really good job of explaining the parameters of, of the world and, and the game and sort of the perspective of this cat. And it, it made sense to me. I mean, I could see that coming from, a, you know, I don't know what else you were playing, but but coming from another platformer, 3D platformer, it might be a little jarring if you're playing anything else sort of similar, like, I don't know, Crash. For I, I know I talk about yeah. Crash all the time, but something like that, then yeah, maybe that would be a little jarring, but... I, I don't know. They, I think they did such a nice job of 
easing you into this world and and you know this is just like we talked about death stranding and how a ups delivery simulator seems so boring a game where you play as a cat that is licking water off of the floor like that doesn't sound fun but it's mm-hmm. they did it they really did like let's give the developer credit here they did a great job of uh making a cat game more than palatable it is it's fun and it's intriguing and it and a lot of that is is the world that they that they put you in and and you know I, I, not to go back to like the film sort of world but but this goes to to writing at large and i i can't remember where i heard this but it's but it's a very it's something that i've taken with me over the years you either have an extraordinary character in an ordinary situation or an ordinary character in an extraordinary situation. And it sounds so like dumbed down, but, but it's, it's so true. It's like, you can almost apply it to any piece of media, you know, it's, it's uh so this, so we, so in this situation, we have an ordinary character, a cat in an extraordinary world, this post-apocalyptic, you know, world where, where there's seemingly no, no organic life left except for the, the plants and, and animals. Um, you know, little remnants here and there of, of, and, and the, the, the vegetation that's growing throughout. It, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful world. It really is. And, uh, kudos, kudos to blue 12. They, they, uh, they, they really knocked it out of the park. I can't wait to finish it. I, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm not, not very far into it, but if it's going where I think it's going and I've seen other gameplay of it, I, I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, sort of well-versed on it before before we talked about it on the podcast it it's 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 going to be here to stay and and um i think that this is a game that is a very big deal because this Mm -hmm. is what separates sony from microsoft right here this is it this is what separates playstation from xbox games like this that catapult sony into the you know video gaming world in in the way that stray does in the way that god of war does in the way that horizon does and and i i don't think stray is as good of a well it's really hard to like compare apples and oranges but i don't think stray is that caliber but i'm just saying it's 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 a i think it's a big deal that it's on their 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 streaming service i mean their uh subscription service i think it's a huge deal uh, do you have anything so, and I it, I don't want to get too much into that, but do you have anything to say on on yeah. those those thoughts? No, I I agree, and I know I spoke about this being an indie game and and how we get you know these different types of games with indies. It does have that Sony feel to it. This game, like it really does. It almost feels like a first party game. Like it really does. It's so well made. It's beautiful. The lighting, the lighting in particular in this game is amazing outstanding it's almost like this cyberpunk sort of vibe to the city and it's just such a well-made game and obviously we're not going to talk spoilers here I'm a little worried that this game's going to tug at my heartstrings you know I I get that feeling with it or at least that's what I had going into it so and one other thing about this game Anthony oh go ahead I know I know a little bit about the story and and just uh get ready that's all I'm going to say And the Just game's called ready. Stray. Yeah, and the game's <laughs> called Stray, so I'm already bracing myself for what's to come. You can only imagine 
the sort of sequences that you're going to come across and genuinely just trying so hard to get this cat out of this situation. It is really an enjoyable experience. It's very, uh, another thing that I want to say about this game is it's pretty straightforward. You're not going to get stuck, or at least I haven't gotten stuck whatsoever in this game, which I love. I'm kind of just flying through all the levels, to be honest with you, about two hours in. And from what I've seen online and gathered through research, it sounds like this game's about five hours long, which to me is perfect. For someone like me that loves those sort of, you know, straightforward games, not this big, huge open world with all these different side quests. And there may be side quests down the line with Stray. I don't know because uh, I obviously haven't finished it, but I like this, man. It's a nice change of pace. I've also been playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West alongside this, and it's just really refreshing to go to a game like this. It's I'm going to have, probably have it beat by, beaten by the end of tonight, to be honest with you. I genuinely can't wait to go back and play this game like that's a suit. That's exactly what I'm going to do tonight. Uh, probably put in another three hours. And at that point, I'm hopeful to beat it. And I love games like this. And I can't agree with you anymore that what a brilliant idea by Sony to put this on the tier on the subscription service. It is. I think it's even bigger than what we're touting it in terms of just the following to this game is so big. It's like really come out of nowhere and it's come out at a perfect time. What else is there right now to play on PlayStation 5 or at least recent releases? I'm trying point. to think. I know I'm I'm diving into Horizon Forbidden West. I'm kind of going through my back catalog, but really there's nothing out right now. So no. perfect timing. It's a perfect uh, marriage here, and I'm loving what I'm playing. I'm excited to give sort of final impressions next week when, when, when I'm sure we're going to kind of talk about what we're playing. I, I can't wait to play this again. I cannot recommend people enough to please upgrade your service and play this game. It is really, I can't recommend it enough. And I think you're, to wrap this up, your comparison to Death Stranding is so on point. It is such a perfect comparison where how do you make this such a simple concept engaging and rewarding and fun to play? And it does. It succeeds in all of that. So I'm so happy that it lived up to the expectations. I was a little worried about this game because it had such a huge following. I was worried, you know, an indie studio is a little just, you know, hesitant on this one. But man, it's outstanding. It really is. Can't say enough good things. Yeah, we're going to get into this later on in the episode. But when when a game does the same thing over and over and over again that we've seen over and over and over again, it's it, it just gets boring it gets like, I don't want to play this. When you have a cat game, when you have a UPS game, it, it, it sort of reignites those synapses in your brain and says, okay, I'm, I'm stimulated again. I'm ready to, to dive in. What is, what is this world? When, when you are presented with something that is the same copy-paste thing that you've seen time and time again, just, okay, the graphics are better. Yeah, it'll hook you for a couple hours, but then all right, I've done this. And I, I don't know, everybody's different, but that's that's how I feel personally. So that's why I'm, I, I was so refreshed to see games like Death Stranding, Stray. It's it's the, These games are great, and, and they're on PlayStation. They're only on PlayStation and PC, but we'll get into that too. <laughs> um, really quickly, um, we, we were going to lose all of our audience members, so I, I very nervously jumped right into the podcast because you were talking about puns and I, I just, I, I, 
<laughs> I didn't want people to flee from all of Vinny's puns, oh like perfect gosh. and tarnish. And so, so we for, I forgot. I forgot to ask you what you're playing. So you're playing Horizon, and you're playing uh, Stray. I need to shout out a game really quickly, and then if you want to come back okay. to Horizon, you can. The Forgotten City. Okay. We're talking about games that are mm. interesting and different. This game is so cool. I'm hooked right now. Really? It is. Yeah, it's called The Forgotten City. It is a game. It, it, it's gotten all like nines and tens, just phenomenal reviews. But I looked at it and I was like, this looks so boring. Um, but it was on sale. It was. It's originally $30. I was like, that's a little steep for me for what we're getting here. It, it was on sale for 19 I snagged it at 19 on PlayStation Store, so shout out to that. You should still be able to get it at the time of this podcast posting. But anyway, it's really great. It's it's a really interesting idea. You have this time loop sort of situation here. You're you're from present day. Um, I don't know where you're from, but you're from the present day, and and uh, you travel back into Rome, and you're trying to figure out some overarching mystery or an archaeologist. It's it's you just gotta just play it. Just play it. It was based on a Skyrim mod, and I just wanted to shout it out really quickly on the podcast. Um, do you have anything else to say about Horizon, or you want to wait till next week? Uh, well, with regards to the Forgotten City, man, I just actually searched it as you were kind of going through it there, and it it is really critically acclaimed. Uh, this game, yeah, got very like ten out of ten. So I'd never even, very to be honest with you, had heard about this game. So I might actually check this out. Uh, it looks really cool. So I'm happy that you brought this up because this is a game that might be might be something that I want to dive into. But to very go different. to, yeah, it looks, yeah, very cool. It looks really, you know, from the images I'm seeing here, I, I think it looks awesome. But with regards to, yeah, I, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. I've been giving that just the opportunity that I felt like I never really gave it. You know, I, I think that we had discussed in a previous podcast that each of us had poured what, one to two hours into it, and it just didn't hook us, it didn't grab us, uh, I know it didn't me, and I kind of sat down and I told myself, you know what, I gotta, I gotta play this game, I spent $70 on this game, I gotta go into it, I have to, like, I have to justify the fact that I paid $70, there's no way, and it's so critically, and just, uh, just so well received by the community, by the PlayStation community, it's supposed to be outstanding, and I got to be honest, man, I'm about 10 hours, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in that range. It's got its hooks in me. It really does. It finally got its hooks in me. And I, I, I have like a big grin on my face in saying that because I wanted this game to grab me. I really wanted it to. Uh, but obviously when it came out, Elden Ring was was out and that was kind of where my attention was at the time. This game's really good. It is really well made. I mean, I we had never questioned the fact that it was really good or well made, but now that I'm actually, you know, genuinely tr giving this game the, the opportunity that it is, it just deserves. It's a ton of fun. It is, and it's kind of, you know, it's 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 just a lot of fun, man. It's beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful game. I think you had touched on it last week. This is probably the most beautiful game that I've ever played. Hundred percent. It looks. Easily. Oh my gosh. Like, and that's part of the reason why I'm just continuing to keep going is just because you're excited to see what's going to come up next. Like everything is so just beautifully, it's such a beautifully crafted world. Everything's so pretty and it looks like, it really does look like the best graphics that I think I've ever seen. And that's ahead of Ghost of Tsushima, 
I think from a story standpoint, it's also actually gotten way more interesting. The the story kind of takes a turn about six hours in, and it got its hooks in me. I really had no idea what was... Not not no idea what was going on, but I didn't have any sort of, uh, you know, uh, need or want to kind of complete the story based on the first few hours that I had played. And it wasn't really interesting to me, to be honest. But the the game kind of takes a turn when when you get to the Forbidden West in this game, the story kind of ramps up and it gets a lot more interesting. And I'm actually genuinely excited to see where it goes. And I've I've actually heard nothing but amazing things about the game's story. And so I can't say enough good things about it, man. I'm hoping that I beat it. It, it apparently takes about 30, 40 hours. We'll see if I get there. What, what what about you, Anthony? Have you played this game any more than the last time that we discussed it? Yeah, I uh I, I will want I do want to say on record, I was the one that nudged you back into Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> you were. <laughs> we had both taken a long break from it and uh I had mentioned going back into it and giving it the, like you said so perfectly, the attention it deserves, which I did not have in the last couple of months. I just didn't have that availability. So I finally, just like you, put my my nose to the grindstone and said, hey, Gorilla has put out nothing but amazing games uh, for the most part say what you want i I don't know about rigs i haven't played that but (laughs) anyway um Mm. they put out nothing but amazing games they deserve my full undivided attention on this game and i'm uh i haven't gotten west yet so i'll I'll say that i'm taking my time uh it the game's gorgeous and and i want to save my comments for next week i think maybe maybe we'll make a topic out of it for next week since we're both sort of playing it at the same time and you know, it's not a new game, but it's new to us. And, you know, that that's that makes it worth talking about, I think. Uh, I want to move on, though. We're, we're going to talk about this. We just talked about a bunch of single-player stuff. Here is a more multiplayer-focused piece of news. Repeat.gg was recently acquired by Sony. Repeat.gg. Now, I didn't know a lot about Repeat.gg. I'd heard the name before. I know of them, but as as you know, if you're a listener of this this podcast, I don't really partake in, in multiplayer games all too often. I There was a phase of, of my life where I played League of Legends, and, and that's on here. Um, but it's... Okay, so, so to fill you guys in... Repeat.gg, they host paid and free tournaments, and they, they boast that you can win money by playing in these tournaments, uh, playing the, the favorite games that you love. You play in these tournaments, and you can win cash prizes and things of this nature. So they posted a, an article on their main website. Okay? Repeat.gg slash content. It's their main website. Quote, repeat to be acquired by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Repeat is excited to announce our next chapter as we will be a part of the Sony Interactive Entertainment family, the home of PlayStation and many amazing game studios. This marks the most significant milestone in Repeat's history as we continue to reimagine esports and tournaments. End quote. So this is a big deal, and it's a big deal because of the acquisition, but it's also a big deal because of what we've been talking about all along. Sony is going all in 
on live service. They're going all in on multiplayer because they need it. We don't have a, a, a multiplayer other than the third parties of the Fortnites, the Apexes. We don't have a first party or... Well, let me, let me hold my thought for a second here. Repeat, they, they, they do reiterate that it will still be a multi-platform service. But back to my point, Sony wants their, their own bread and butter, their own sort of license in that world. And this just helps the, for them to solidify that. Uh, what do you have to say on this, Vinny? You hit it right on the head, Anthony. It's just foreshadowing. There's a lot of foreshadowing, and and everything is pointing to what we've been discussing on this podcast, that Sony is... These are sort of the preliminary steps, and right, you know, preliminary steps. These are good moves for what they want to do, you know, internally at Sony. And it it couldn't be any more obvious what they plan on doing, which is just getting that footprint into multiplayer games. And that's going to be, and it's almost like your worst fear coming to fruition here, Anthony. Everything's pointing in this. Those, uh, you know, first-party studios are going to start making these multiplayer games, man. It's happening. It, it is evident. It is so clear. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of them want to do that. I'm sure a lot of these first-party studios want to start doing things a little bit differently Maybe not. They, they've all been cranking out these 10 out of 10 single player games. I'm sure that internally they want to have sort of these side projects or these, you know, th- th- these multiplayer projects. I think that they want to do that. And Sony's making investments, man, everything. And, and based on everything that we've heard from them, Andrew Ryan talking about live services and how many live services we're going to have in the future, even though I think this is obviously more catered, not, not necessarily towards, uh, I, I suppose that, that it could go hand in hand with the live service stuff, but dude, this is, this is, it's going to be multiplayer, all multiplayer from here on out. Not, not necessarily all. I think Sony's smart enough to understand that single player games, they need their single player games, but dude, they're investing a lot into this so much. I agree with everything you're saying. I have to just say something really quickly. You said Andrew Ryan, not Jim Ryan. Uh, Jim Ryan. <laughs> Andrew Jim Ryan. Ryan. Now I'm just picturing can... Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. The man. That's right. <laughs> the main... <laughs> That's right. That's where I got that name from. I'm like Andrew Ryan yeah. is going to create. Jim Ryan. <laughs> live service game so one villain so a villain was in the back of your mind when you were talking about live service i know natural slip many it was a it was it's all connected it's a villain that you were thinking of in live service yes yes indeed it was yeah but this is a smart move man this is a smart move for sony i just want to put it out there i think this is why this is very wise for what they clearly want to do going forward which is all this investment in the multiplayer yeah. I want to talk about something sort of related. Discord. What's going on with that? Didn't they like buy like almost mm-hmm. like a huge market share of Discord or they, they I don't know if they own like first party rights to Discord, but I know that there's a deal in place there. So, what's going on with that because that is an even bigger deal to me. I mean, they own repeat.gg it seems like. I don't know if they own Discord. Um I I hate to do this and and look things up on the air, but uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, they to, don't. They have a partnership. I just looked it up. Okay, they have a partnership, so it's a deal, quote unquote. They don't. And, they don't own Discord, but there's there's a huge deal in place there. So 
it's it's a related point. I just think, you know, there's a lot of moving parts right now and we're going to see a they're trying to put together a renaissance of multiplayer on Sony consoles. You know, they 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 must feel like they have single player on lock. I and I think it's it's fair to say that they do. They want to dive into this multiplayer universe very 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 clearly. Anthony, to that anyway, point, on the on the Discord note, to to bounce off of that, it's funny that you bring that up because I know that Microsoft just within the last week announced that Discord voice chat is coming to the Xbox platforms. So, and they don't have any sort of partnership that we know of, you know, with Discord. I want to say that Sony, you know, you might have it up right now. When was that deal with Discord announced? That had to have been over a year ago at this point. And we haven't seen any sort of, you know, a- anything come to fruition on that. I have a, a date here of May 3rd, 2021. I just... So it was, right around research. a year. So, yeah. Right around a year. So it's interesting that Microsoft's getting voice chat already for Discord. And Sony, we haven't heard any announcements on that Discord deal whatsoever. So that's that to me is really interesting. What is that going to look like? Another point... If Sony implements voice chat via Discord, we now have cross-console private chat, like official, like like you just everybody hops into their Discord. Wow! Which is, which I just thought about. How crazy is that? That we're we're going to live in a world if Sony makes that move, which you would imagine, based on that partnership agreement, they have to implement Discord into the PS Five. Who would have thought? And there you go. We're going to have cross console private chat not just game chat you just everybody and uh, i don't know how, how familiar you are with discord i love discord i think discord is uh, so good it is such an exceptional voice chat uh, platform and just sharing your screen is is so easy as well i don't know if those are going to be implemented into the consoles everything is so user focused there it's just i cannot wait to see what you know what and when that that's going to look like when this deal sort of comes to fruition that was a very good point though because i do think they kind of they're definitely in the same ballpark here with this esports acquisition when is this e when are we going to see discord on this console right it's, it has to be soon it has to be soon microsoft is doing it now so sony's got to answer this i mean cross play is already a thing you know so imagine playing you have a ps5 your friend has an xbox series s or something <laughs> yeah and you're both playing Ugh, Fortnite together and you're able to I don't know are there teams in Fortnite can you like I don't even know how never mind oh I shouldn't goodness. have even used yes. that as an example yes there are teams in okay. Fortnite <laughs> yes I, I'm not even gonna make fun of you for that I don't know I thought Battle Royale was was everybody for themselves I, I don't well, I, so whatever yeah you can you can go into teams into a Battle Royale you could do doubles you know triples gotcha. squads things like that but off off topic a little bit there but that's, <laughs> i had to save you there a little bit because i know the comments are just gonna bash you for, for thinking that there's no teams in a battle royale that's like the whole point <laughs> you know what uh it is what it is maybe i'll cut it maybe i won't i don't know i i, I want to be truthful here on this podcast i i know yeah. next to nothing about battle royale whatever it is what it is. So our next topic is we're going back to single player, dark pictures. Oh, 
sort of single player. This might have multiplayer in it. We'll talk about it. Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me, story trailer. So this is from Supermassive Games. They released a trailer. We kind of pushed this topic back a couple weeks. It was a few weeks ago. Um, and they just had a, a ton of success with the quarry. Vinny said he recommended it, I believe. Not to put words in his mouth, but he he spoke very highly specifically of the graphics in the quarry. And this looks like more of the same in that regard. Uh, I know that uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology has a very hardcore following of of players that really love that series more than until dawn more than the quarry uh, i think that the other games are better at first glance i think Vinny mentioned that to me as well but you know to each to each their own and this game looks like a step up it looks like the quarry and it's it's got that level of detail. It's not like the last Dark Pictures game that I, I dabbled in a little bit, so I can speak to it a little bit. It, it looks more like The Quarry, is what I'm trying to say. Vinny, you're more of a super massive fan, so I feel myself fumbling through this topic. I'm going to hand it over to you and let you walk us through it. Yeah, well, to your point, Anthony, I completely agree. I think this looks right there with The Quarry. From just a, not only just a graphical standpoint, I mean, we, we could talk about that. It looks exceptional. It looks better than the previous Dark Pictures games. I'm definitely in agreement there. It also looks like a genuine horror game. This looks like a real horror experience. Uh, very creepy sort of, uh, you know, vibes to this trailer that I genuinely think are is good horror. Whereas the previous Dark Pictures games, you know you know, witches, things like that. There was a boat one, not necessarily my type of horror, but this looks like insidious or like a paranormal activity sort of experience here. This looks really creepy. So I think this looks exceptional though. And to bounce, to, to kind of piggyback off of this, these games must be doing exceptionally well. They must be really selling really well for uh, super massive to keep cranking these things out, man. And to your point, I think these have a bigger following than maybe we even realize. There, there, there has to be a huge community with these games for them to keep cranking these things out like this. We're getting these things every six months, six to eight months, somewhere in that in that time frame. I feel like I feel like every six months they're releasing, and th they just did the query. So. This is really impressive for them to crank this thing out like this. This was probably being obviously made right alongside the query. And I honestly might check this one out. I've played I played the first two Dark Pictures games, which I thought were good. I didn't think they were great. Uh, the query to me was was great. I, and, you know, you, you alluded to it earlier. I'd recommend it you know, to anybody. I think it's a, it, it's an outstanding game. I don't think it's as good as Until Dawn, but it's still a very well-made game. And my last point to this was, I don't know if you heard this news, but Supermassive was actually recently acquired. And this actually happened, I want to say, within the last, uh, I actually have an article here, which was posted July 12th, this was announced, that Supermassive was actually acquired by Denmark-based Nordisk. And the first thing that we heard from the Nordisk CEO was that, yeah, this studio is going to keep cranking these games out, these narrative style games. So I'm excited, man. It sounds like we're going to get a lot more of these types of games. It sounds like the Quarry did really well. 
And I'm, I'm happy that we have this developer, you know, releasing these kinds of games because I really do love these games and, uh, they, they definitely have an audience, man. They're definitely selling really well. So just an interesting point there that, you know, once this acquisition, you know, occurred that the CEO came out and adamantly said, we're going to keep making these games. These games are going to keep coming out. They've clearly hit a niche here and, and they, they, they struck a chord with an audience and they sell well. So exciting stuff, man. Yeah, it. I will say I have very minimal exposure, like I've already mentioned, on these games, but this looks way more up my alley than Until Dawn did. And and, and like I, I said in, in previous episodes, there's something about the performance, and it's not that the performances are bad, it's just something that just didn't get me uh, that, that did with the quarry. I haven't played the quarry, but I but I saw a lot of gameplay on it, and and the elevation from a facial feature, facial recognition, I guess, performance perspective, is worth the investment of time for me. So I think I'm going to check this out because this looks more like the quarry, and I I'm very interested in the quarry. I just I just didn't want to spend seventy bucks on it, but you know. It, it it looks good. This and this setting looks so much better than than the other settings of the other dark yes. pictures games. It, I agree with you 100%. Insidious is a huge vibe that I'm getting for sure. Um I don't get paranormal activity as much from it, but definitely Insidious. And uh remember uh remember that what was that one uh movie Dead Silence? <laughs> Do you remember? That's right. Yes. <laughs> that puppet movie. It's yes. it's like kind of a you know dumb horror movie, but it reminded me of that with the puppets. But anyway, looks good. Excited to dive into it. I will actually dive into that one. I think uh, I'll probably dive into this next one too. Saints Row. It's it's right around the corner. It, they they released a a preview. They they had a bunch of the major gaming news outlets kind of go hands on with it. Uh, we had GameSpot, we had IGN, I think Game Informer too, all, all the big ones. They all had a hands-on preview sort of session with Saints Row. They must have gotten an early release copy or, you know, beta copy, something. The game is got to be close to gold here if it's not already. And it looks very polished. It looks like more Saints Row. I, you know, I, 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 I liked the Saints Row games. But I don't know if I've grown out of them or not. I guess only time will tell. I'll have to sort of maybe visit this one when it gets cheaper. Maybe look at the reviews for it. Uh, Vinny, what what did you gather on this Saints Row video? The the new they're they're showing a lot more in depth footage. So so talk to me. It's interesting, man, because I don't think I have any interest in playing this. I think to your point, I think I've grown out of saints row. I, I actually, I don't even necessarily know if I've grown out of saints row. I just, this game kind of looks very by the books. It looks almost like, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just giving me corporate vibes in a lot of ways where it's just, Oh, we'll throw out all of this, like almost like people in like a, a boardroom meeting said, what do players want? And that is what we're seeing here. And I don't know, man, it just doesn't look very 
Ah, man, I'm surprised. Are you going to, you're actually going to play this? You are? I think, I think that it looks fun and it looks like more Saints Row. I don't think I'm as negative on, on it as, as you seem to be, but it, here's my thing. I like this game and this series. Ooh, we're going to lose a lot of subscribers better than Grand Theft Auto. Oh boy. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know if, you know, I'm definitely in the minority there. I know that for a fact, but for me, Grand Theft Auto five is awesome. It's a great game. It's awesome, but it's, it's more of a simulation. And when you do something wild in Grand Theft Auto, like get into a car wreck, it feels like you got into a car wreck in real life. Almost, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a simulation. Saints Row is more of a playground, you know, and, and mm. I like that more in an open world game. I just do. It's just personal preference. I think Grand Theft Auto five is objectively the better game, of course. Um, but I had a lot of fun with the Saints Row series. I did. Uh, like I said, I, I might've just grown out of it though. Uh, this, this, you put it perfectly. It looks like more of the same. It looks like more of the same. I, but, but yeah. if you give me this or you give me Grand Theft Auto, I would lean more toward this because this game doesn't take itself as seriously. So yeah, it we're definitely down, doesn't. We're now down the, to twelve subscribers, yeah. but you know what? It's okay. We're gonna make do with what we got. <laughs> I feel like people are gonna be really split on this game. I, yeah, I just I picture this game being on sale for ten dollars in about six to eight months. Like right, I genuinely, because, yeah, because that's ahead. what the other Stance Row games did. Yeah, I you just see, don't you see, see those this. other Saints Row games are in the bargain bin all the time. So it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know if anybody asked for this. I think that's the main, you know, the main main sort of issue here. Who asked for this? Who wants more Saints Row? Yeah, I think we we've. I think. There, there probably is an audience out there. Obviously, there is. You know, people probably want another Saints Row game. I know that Saints Row 3 was so over the top with, I want to say yeah. that was the one where you had superhuman powers. The or, aliens. You know, yeah. Yeah, the aliens. And it was actually a really funny game. I actually played through a good amount of that campaign. It was actually pretty good, to be honest with you. But I think that was kind of the, the peak, if you will, of the Saints Row series of just going absolutely bananas. This game to me just looks very by the book, like you said, more of the same, playing it safe, not really doing a lot of things that, you know, I don't think this game's going to come out and blow anybody away. But I could I could definitely see also if you have a few friends and this game's $10, <laughs> you know, and go pick it up and play. I don't see this game as being a $70, you know game that me and my friends would ever go pick up. I, I just, yeah, I, and I, I'm going to be pretty surprised that this game takes off, you know. Let me backpedal a little bit here. And I know I said it already, but Grand Theft Auto is, like I said, the better game. But this is the game that I would want to play with friends over Grand Theft Auto. I don't play a lot of multiplayer, but if I if I were to, I know we played Saints Row 3, 3 or 4, one of those. We, we played it together and put some time into it. And, and I remember having a blast with you playing the Saints Row games. It was really fun more specifically the campaign was was a ton of fun together but it's just this game deserves to be shared with someone whether it be on stream whether it be through multiplayer it's the type of game that 
justifies that absurdity by by doing by by you know sharing it with someone that that's yeah. that's what i'm seeing here so yeah. i think that's yeah I, that, and that's sort of the last i have to say about this it, yeah. it looks like more saints row i it will does. check it out it when it gets okay. cheaper yeah <laughs> yeah this is a get it when it gets cheaper you're probably and like you said you're gonna have to make your own fun with this one you know what i mean right. you're gonna have to play it with friends and hopefully it's good but i just got that feeling man this game's gonna come and go and we're never gonna hear another saints row game for another 10 years yeah that's that's at least the feeling that i get from it so i mean they make a lot of money i think i mean i could be wrong but mm. I, I, I feel like they, they sell well because they, otherwise, to your point about dark pictures earlier, they wouldn't they wouldn't keep making these. They had four Saints Row main titles, so I don't know. It's a good we'll, point. we'll see. I'm uh I'm done with this topic. If if you are, oh I'm done. Get me this out of one, this Saints Row. <laughs> yeah, this one is is super interesting to me. So on blog.playstation.com, we have an official announcement of the marvel's spider-man remastered pc features reveal and they sort of list out all the features that are on pc and they say quote did you catch the news last month the marvel's spider-man series is coming to pc and we couldn't be more excited for a whole new group of players to experience these games at insomniac games we've been privileged to collaborate with our playstation studios partner an experienced PC developer, Nix's software in creating these PC versions. It's been a labor of love for all of us over the past year, and today we finally get to reveal more detail, I think they meant details, about the features and enhancements you'll see when Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered releases on August 12th for PC. End quote. So they're very excited about it. They're very into this PC release. Sony is just really starting to emerge as a dominant force in this PC landscape, which I never thought I would say that sentence, but you know, that's, that's what's happening here. And what, what really gets me and, uh, we talked about it off the air a little bit. I feel like you typically see a port for lack of a better term of a game like Spider-Man in the past, you would see it have features taken away because they, they, they would want to nudge you in the direction of the console version. Now, this is completely contrary to that. They're saying, not only is this game on PC, it's remastered on PC. And this is, they're they're pretty much confirming that this is the definitive version of the Spider-Man game from Insomniac. They talk about ray-traced reflections and NVIDIA DLSS, NVIDIA DLAA, uh, these are these are you know graphical features that really make the most out of your your hardware, so to speak. Uh, then they have ultra wide resolution available, panoramic resolution available, and multiple monitor setup. Like this is not something you can do on your PS5. Like I said, this is the definitive version of Spider Man. If you have a $50,000 PC, obviously I'm joking a little bit with the price tag there, but if you have a, a massively powerful PC with a huge setup, this is the best way to experience the game. And and that says a lot from a company that has always been console first. 
it's really interesting, man. I, um, to your point, times are changing. This is uh, not a sort of, you know, th- this is unlike Sony, you know, the Sony that we've known, you know, in the past. This is a very also, in my opinion, a very wise move. I think Sony knows of all their PC games, of all of them, this one is going to sell like hotcakes. A Spider-Man game just by nature of the Spider-Man license. There are really no Spider-Man games on PC or at least obviously any recent releases. And this is going to sell bananas. This is going to be a huge, huge PC launch. And Sony's putting all the right, uh, you know, all the right investments into this. And like you said, they're doing everything here. Everything. Widescreen support, ray tracing. It's the definitive way to play this game. And I'm telling you, man, this is going to be the biggest one. This this one right here, Marvel Spider-Man. And like you said, it's a remastered version. They did, uh, to, to your point, with the Miles Morales on PlayStation 5, it came with a... I don't know if they called it a remastered version of the original Spider-Man, but it was definitely an upgraded version of the original Spider-Man. I want to say that it had ray tracing. It had, uh, yeah, it you know, 30 FPS ray tracing. And yeah, it was, uh, they even changed the character model for Spider-Man. That's right. It, That's yeah, right. It was a totally new character model. Yeah. It was a completely yeah. revamped game. It was, and, and, and that was, I played through that all the way through on PS5. I got about, three quarters of the way through on the PS4 version and sort of fell off for some reason, but I was so happy I had an excuse to revisit it. It was great. It was great. Me too. You know, it's funny that you say that I had the exact same situation with me where I played about, yeah, about 70 to 75% on PS4. The PS5 version running at 60 frames is, and I don't know if you played it at 60 FPS, but man, it is so, such a outstanding game in 60 frames. It, It really... Uh, you know, those sort of quick twitch movements, things like that. This game is meant to be played in 60 FPS. It really is. It's such an outs and it's such an outstanding game. I'm happy people are going to get to play this that didn't have access to it in the past and they're going to get an amazing port. So this is just another sign of things to come, man. It's another sign of things to come. Yeah. It's great that you can play it at 60 FPS, but we're going to have this argument to her like 65 years old. It's not meant to be played at 60 FPS. 60 FPS is a bonus. If it was meant to be played at 60 FPS, the default option on your PS5 would be 60 FPS, and it's not. It's the (laughs) fidelity mode. It's the 30 FPS ray tracing mode. That's the default. That's what Insomniac wants you to play it on. And it was developed for the PS5. It wasn't developed for the PC. So when, when you get the animation right, like Horizon has done, like ratchet and clank has done like spider-man has done you can play a game at 30 fps and be blown away graphically and still feel like you're not losing anything performance wise in my opinion not to you know bring up old arguments but i just that just well well it's interesting that you bring that up too because we can sit here and say that pc players don't have that problem they get both best of both worlds they get 4k and 60 fps they're not going to be haggling like old right. men like me and you are about 4K 30 versus, you know, <laughs> part 4K 60, you know, they're not having these old man arguments. So, you know, yeah, it's, we're it's, like, I'm happy that they're doing the right thing here. Yeah, 
where like the Sopranos were the two old Italian men yeah. outside the cafe, like yeah, arguing outside the coffee about shop. 60 yeah. versus 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just we're gonna have that argument, gray hair, till the day we die, oh man. Oh my god, that's so I funny. Will stand. I will say this to the community out there, those listening, let us know. Spider-Man, 60 FPS or 4K 30 FPS? Which do you prefer? Please put put it in the comments. Back me up here. I need some help. Yeah. Anthony's yeah. losing his mind a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. Put in the comments how you agree with me. I'm totally fine with that. Proving Vinny wrong. That, that sounds great <laughs> to me. Okay. So we had some... We had I had a video go up on YouTube about the skate leak and how an alpha was floating around and people were trying to get views off of it and how it was sort of bad for the industry. And we talked about it already, so I'm not going to harp too much on that. But I, I got a lot of feedback on that video and I, a lot of people agreed with me but there were also some people that said hey these leaks are not a big deal it's not a big deal there are even some people that were saying oh they did it on purpose like for some reason full circle leaked their own content a a an inferior version of their content on purpose which i think is i disagree with like completely but anyway it's really funny that that happened uh, and the, the sort of timeline of it, because then what we have next is a Last of Us remake gameplay leak. And this is coming by way of VideoGamesChronicle.com. They say, quote, Naughty Dog releases official Last of Us remake gameplay after, and they're now they're quoting Naughty Dog, hurtful leaks. The studio has published a 10-minute video featuring uh, gameplay, and it's sort of a deep dive. Okay, so this was in response. Naughty Dog posted a, a gameplay video of The Last of Us Part 1, a 10-minute deep dive after this leak came out. So they could kind of put the ball back into their court. And But they, but but here's, here's the interesting thing. They said it was very disheartening, frustrating, and hurtful. And these are quotes from the developers. So when you say that these leaks are, are no big deal, they're, you know, whatever, I don't think that's true. I think that these developers spend years on these games and they deserve the common courtesy of, hey, let us show you the game when it is ready. Let us show you what we are ready to show you, okay? Because it's almost like they can't win for losing because you have companies like Cyberpunk that release the game early, like literally release the game early and they get shit on for releasing the game early. But then the leaks are no big deal. So I don't know if I'm talking in circles here, but I, I, I don't know. Vinny, I'm, I'm passing it to you. It sucks, man. It really sucks. The first thing I'll say here is that Naughty Dog clearly, I mean, they got some sort of leaking problem there. I don't know if you remember. The Last of Us 2 got leaked, I want to say, a few months before it released. And in both situations, with that leak and this one, the information that's being leaked is just hated by the community. I want to say the original Last of Us 2 leak, it was, I, I don't want to spoil the movie, the game, but at this point, everybody's probably played it, so I am. It was Joel, you know, his death scene early in the game, getting killed by a golf club, and people finding out that you played as a totally different person the entire game. Oh, you're right. That did get That leaked. was leaked. That was yeah. leaked before, and the community, the backlash from the community was insane. People just didn't buy the game. They hated it. They hated the concept. And it kind of ruined The Last of Us 2 for a lot of people, myself included. I knew that moment was coming. So that sucked. 
having said that, so anyways, to that point, Naughty Dog clearly got to plug some holes here because their games are getting leaked right before they're about to release both times. I don't know if, if they're, you know, hand in hand problems, if they're the same problem, but they got to do something there. Back yeah, to this point. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say, I guess, you know, piggybacking off of that original point, people are really upset about this leak, not just because it got leaked, but what was leaked. People are really mad, Anthony. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, on any sort of gaming website. The feedback no, to the leaks, the, dude, the feedback to these leaks has been brutal. People are really mad. And really? we have our... and. I guess I should put this out there as well before I get into it, but we have our last of us video where I went into, you know, why it's being made, things like that. I stand by that. Two things can be true at the same time here. They're two different things, right? This game. And one thing that I didn't go into with that previous, when we were previously talking about it was the $70 price tag, right? I don't know about you, man, charging $70 for this, just super anti-consumer. It just doesn't feel right to me. It is ridiculous, man. I don't know what they're, thought process was here with the $70 price tag. It, it's insulting. And especially I mean, with what you're getting here, you don't even get the multiplayer mode anymore. They remove that. That's gone. Yeah. So you're getting not necessarily go ahead. I read a comment. Uh, somebody commented in about that. Actually, they said that they were very excited to play the multiplayer on an upgraded engine. And I had to let, I had to let them down. I'm like, I dude, I don't, I don't think oh, there is a multiplayer component to it there isn't it's not even included in this and like we said we've said it in previous podcasts man i said it in previous podcasts that multiplayer is really good so it's a shame that it's not going to be in this yeah so seventy dollars seventy dollars for this that to me and like i said it made a lot of sense internally at naughty dog to do it but to charge an arm and a leg for this game no and based on what that was leaked man we're not getting a whole lot here you're getting the exact same game Sure, it looks great. It looks actually, in my opinion, I think it looks amazing in a lot of the scenes that we saw. And I don't know if you're going to get into this, but Sony almost in a response released that. I don't know if you've seen it yet. They have like a 10 minute The Last of Us uh, Part One deep dive. Yeah, no, I kind of defending. Yeah, I mentioned that early when I was sort of teeing this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I may have missed yeah. that, but no, yeah, fine. they almost and that video was straight up to defend themselves because they were just getting destroyed online. And yeah, even what that I was video saying, they just to, they want to put yeah. the ball back in their court. It, mm-hmm. It's getting leaked anyway. Let's at least make it official now. Is sort of the point I was making. And even that that video doesn't do a good job. Even then, of selling me that seventy dollar price tag. Like I said, if this was a forty dollar game. Okay, and I know we're talking $30 here, but that's a lot of money to most gamers. That 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 is. That's that's a lot of money to me. It's probably a lot of money for you. Yeah, $70 is a lot of money, man. And for us to just get a few and it's awesome that the, and they push the accessibility options in that trailer, which is awesome. I cannot like it's so cool that people yeah. are going to get to experience this game that weren't able to experience it. But to charge $70, is that worth it? You know, for the accessibility options, for what I would say 95% of the people that are going to play this game aren't going to use those accessibility options. It's just, it's very weird. 
I just I can't believe they're charging seventy dollars for this. It's really bizarre. I, okay. It looks so good too. It does look great. Good. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Ready? I I talked about Stray earlier. Uh, I sort of kind of floated the idea that Stray was released on day one on their new service because they're trying to amp up the service, right? Maybe they're trying to create a barrier on purpose for The Last of Us Part 1. Maybe they're doing it on purpose because they don't want you to spend $70. They don't want you to buy the game outright. They want you to subscribe to PlayStation Extra. So maybe it's this day and day. To, the, to that point, this would have been a perfect game to release with your PlayStation Plus service. Right. This is a perfect title for that. Right. But... The game's already up for pre-order for $70. People are paying money for this game already. Uh, th- there's no sort of announcement whatsoever. I feel like, Anthony, we would have heard by now. This they, game comes out in a month. They do that all the time, though. This is, this is, it's bad. It's a bad problem that Sony has, where they're sort of, like, like I just mentioned, I picked up The Forgotten City for $19, and it's a $30 game. There was about a 65% part of me that was saying, okay, I'm paying $19.50 for this game. It's going to be on PlayStation Extra next month. Like, I just know it because that's what they do. I've, I've, I know the patterns yeah. of the PlayStation Store. They, they set up these sales to sort of discount the games right before they release it on one of their subscription services. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like uh, a bad look when you really sort of break it down. And I've been following this for years. They do it very consistently i told you ghost of tsushima wasn't on sale at all the one time it goes on sale i pick it up it's they announce that it's going to be free next month so they might be trying to get that 70 dollars from the hardcore you know and then september 1st oh they they just crunched some numbers and found out they can make the last of us part one a part of their service they didn't think they were going to be able to do it before and they'll pitch it as some sort of positive they'll spin it into something positive you know so that's my prediction. Uh, I think it would behoove them to do it that way. Uh, and, and that might be why there's a $70 price tag. And I'm not saying it justifies yeah. it. I'm just saying that makes it a little bit more palatable for me. Oh, no. They're if trying if to promote- this game was just coming, Anthony, this yeah. game was just coming to the subscription service day one, people would be ecstatic. I think there would be no sort of, there wouldn't be this backlash. Right. You right. know, and and another point that I want to make sure we at least touch on, because this is why I think a lot of people are upset, is that The Last of Us 2, sure, The Last of Us 2's AI is now in this game, but The Last of Us 2's gameplay mechanics are not in this game. They, right. they, it's the exact same. It's The Last of Us 1, and I know there's like a lot the going of prone. differences and upgrades. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's. I just want to make sure that we touch on that, because I know that was a huge uh, issue for a lot of people with these leaks and things like that. So... Yeah, man, I would be shocked at this stage if this came out day one on the on the tier service. I do think it will. Obviously, it will. I think we, we've seen uh, Demon Souls on there, Returnal. I think this is going to go hand in hand with that. I just think it's going to be about six months to a year after launch. That's when I we're going to see this on the tier service. I don't I think, think it'll be day one. This is some bad PR, right, for Sony? That I didn't, I wasn't even aware of. I didn't know it was getting torched like this. But if you announce, if you make this announcement and sort of, you know, try and recoup your losses here, they announce it for PlayStation Extra tier. Everybody, this this all goes away. 
instantly. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. So Yeah, and it'll be interesting because what are they going to do for those that pre-ordered it? Are you going to refund them? Are you no. going to... So no. you're going to have a lot of angry fans at that then. Because if I pre-ordered this game and now all of a sudden it's with my tier service and this is not a multiplayer game, this is a single player game. This is this is I'm going to play it once and be done. I mean, That's, what are their other options? You're going to upset a you're going to upset a ton of people. Whoever pre-ordered this game is going to be furious. Well then, yeah, maybe maybe you do give them a refund. Sony wouldn't I do that. say that they wouldn't do that. I I want to say that now Sony allows you to cancel pre-orders as opposed to before where they would not allow you to do that. Sony now oh, allows maybe. you to do that to cancel pre-orders. You might pre-orders, be right about that. Which is cool. So, so I guess I guess you could just cancel your pre-order, but I think that's the best case scenario. And it would be smart. I just at this stage, this close to launch, I would be very surprised if they pivoted in that direction. But to your point, I I my mind went right there where I was like, "You know what? This would be perfect on the tier service. This is a tier service type of game or uh, right. PlayStation tier service, you know, PlayStation plus game. I think this is like an ideal type of game to release on that platform or on that, uh, you know, subscription service. So I'll be interested, man. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think this game's going to come out. It's going to be $70. People are going to be really upset and it sucks because it sounds like they put a lot of work into this. It really does. Uh, it's just that $70. It's just too much. I mean, what is the budget for a game like this? It, they're making it in-house. It's... I don't know. I just... Uh, something about this just doesn't rub me the right way. And and, mm. and, and this is... It's it's a pattern for Sony. It's a pattern. There There's... there's a, Now, this is... Um, this next next topic is is highly related, so I'm gonna pivot into this. But I don't know if this is Atlas making the decision or Atlas confirming it. But Persona Five Royal, there is a PS5 edition, and you can upgrade from PS4 to PS5. There's no ten dollar upgrade fee. There's no twenty dollar upgrade fee. There's no thirty dollar upgrade fee. You got to pay full price if you want to play Persona Five Royal on the PS5 version. Which is come on, what is it? Like high resolution, maybe, and then sixty FPS, maybe. What what are what are we what are we paying seventy dollars for? Sixty, well, it'd probably be sixty. But why are they doing this again? I don't know. Atlas confirmed it. So, and this is I'm using another the same another article from the same site, Video Games Chronicle. Uh, they say, quote, Atlas has confirmed that there's no upgrade path for PS4 owners of Persona 5 Royal who want to play the upcoming PS5 version, end quote. So, like I said, is it, it's from Atlas, but was it Sony's decision? I, I would venture to say that it, that it probably was because, you know, Atlas is a great publisher. They have, uh, plenty, plenty of hits. <laughs> Talk to me about this, these, these. <laughs> These PS4 uh, to PS5 upgrades continue to be a negative pattern. It is just very anti-consumer. A lot of anti-consumer stuff going here. You would think that Sony at some point would understand, especially with Horizon, the backlash that that got, and then they had to pivot back to, oh, okay, it's going to be a free upgrade. Or It's just all over the place. Now, my mind originally went to... You know, maybe the a lot of the owners of Persona 5 are those that got it for free with the 
uh, games with PS Plus. I don't know if you remember, but that Persona 5 was on the original games with PS Plus service. And so maybe their thought process was, well, you know, those individuals didn't really pay for the game. Why are we going to give them the free upgrade? But my mind also went to Final Fantasy 7. And Final Fantasy 7 was a free game for PlayStation Plus members for a month. But the upgrade was only free for those that purchased the game originally. It was a free upgrade for the PS5 version. It was not a free upgrade for those that only got it through the tiers or from the PlayStation Plus game of the month. So there are ways to avoid this problem to give the upgrade to those that actually paid for the game, which Persona 5 being as big as it is, I feel like every PlayStation owner has at least played or owned this game, or at least those that enjoy these, you know, single player games on PlayStation have probably at least played it a little bit. It's just really anti-consumer, man. It's It just doesn't sit right. It doesn't feel right. And Atlas or probably Sony knows people that love Persona 5 are going to get this. They're going to pay the full price. It's going to happen because that game is so big. It has such a huge loyal community that have probably played hundreds of hours of persona. They're going to want those upgrades. Like you said, while minimal, you know, you're getting the 60 FPS, probably the 4k people. It's giving people a reason that love those games to go back. And this, this problem only exists on PlayStation two, by the way, because Microsoft didn't have these games or they didn't have the fifth one switch. Didn't have the fifth one. So this is a Sony only problem. This is not going on on other consoles. It's just really anti-consumer, man. It sucks. I At some point, they got to learn to not charge an arm and a leg for these upgrades. It just doesn't sit right. It just doesn't feel right, man. It's it's not cool. And right. we're, you know, kudos to Microsoft for what they're doing with their smart delivery system. People didn't think it was a big deal at first when they announced it. It obviously has paid dividends for Microsoft because there's never these kinds of problems. And it's just really frustrating with these Sony games that you know, it, any kind of upgrade, you got to be worried like, oh shit, like, is there, do I got to buy the full game again? Do I need to pay $10 fee? Is it a $15 fee? What is it? It's always a mess. It's just a mess. They need to fix this. Okay. With those more negative topics out of the way, we're going to talk about something a lot more positive. Callisto Protocol. Now this is, as Vinny has said multiple times, his most anticipated game of the year of 2022. And... I was excited for it too, but the more I see about this game, the more excited I get because I was a fan of Dead Space, not a super fan or anything, but this looks like Dead Space, but way better. I hope it lives up to the hype. So Game Informer had an exclusive video interview with Glenn Schofield, the creative director over at Striking Distance Studios, which is his studio, uh, talking about, obviously, the Callisto Protocol. And he goes into sort of his creative inspiration and the idea behind uh, making the game on one of Jupiter's moon and, and just really interesting sort of deep dive in his creative process. In addition to that, we also got some more gameplay of the Callisto Protocol. Vinny, I'm going to hand the torch over to you because I know you got a million things to say about this. So go ahead. The game just continues to impress, man. Every time that I see anything on Callisto Protocol, I am so impressed with 
not only Anthony, one thing that I kind of really thought about, I guess I knew it, but Striking Distance is a new studio. This is their first game and founded by Glenn Schofield, who obviously we discussed, you know, was heavily involved, director of original Dead Space. And dude, this game looks so good. I had told you and I had spoken on the podcast previously following the, I want to say it was the Summer Games Fest gameplay trailer. I immediately pre-ordered the game on PlayStation 5. So I'm already locked in. I've pre-ordered this game. It looks like so much fun. The first thing that obviously stands out when you watch this game is just graphically, it looks so, so good. It genuinely, like, we talk about AAA games. This looks like one. This looks outstanding. The lighting, the... And there's a lot of actually really cool in the game in the game informer interview. There's a lot of new gameplay, like like you had said, dude. It looks so gruesome. The it very similar to Dead Space in the way that you can kind of shoot off ligaments of the whatever these things are zombies. I don't even know what they're categorizing them as, but it looks so gruesome, so perfectly like gory. I love like we had discussed previously about this game that they. You know, there's a lot of different ways that your character can die, and they made those ways really over-the-top, gruesome ways that your character is going to die. And one thing that I took away from this interview as well was that Glenn Schofield really was adamant about enemies being in your face, like right up in your face. He did. He said there's not going to be a lot of long distance or, you know, these these enemies are going to be right in your face. literally right in your face. So it's going to be really gruesome. He said there's a lot more of a melee emphasis than that of Dead Space as well, which I'm interested to see how that works. It seems, dude, it looks so good. Am I I taking crazy pills here? It sounds like you're starting to see what I'm seeing about this game where it just looks outstanding. This is my number one, I'd say 1A, 1B with this in Ragnarok for my games that I'm most anticipated for. This looks so freaking good, man. It's it, it's interesting that we haven't seen more horror. Uh, you know, we've seen some smaller horror games, but other than Resident Evil 8, uh, to my knowledge, there's and the other Resident Evil games, there's, there's not many horror games out there right now uh, that take advantage of the next-gen leap, and it is a leap, in lighting improvements. That is the most... the genre that benefits the most in my opinion, from, from the lighting improvements is horror. Like you, you see the, the dark, dark, dark shadows that are juxtaposed beautifully with, with some of these highlights, you can hide elements in there and you can scare the crap out of people. I, I mentioned uh, hereditary a couple episodes ago. You can do things like that. You can really, really get under someone's skin with these these new lighting advancements ray tracing and and just some of you know just the more realistic uh with hdr as well hdr is a a big one as far as the the deep shadows and the high highlights Uh, not not to get too technical but, but my point is i i just i really think that we're not seeing enough horror as far as these lighting advancements go and i think that you're going to get it in callisto protocol you know we got it with the quarry 
we're getting it now with uh, the new Dark Pictures game. So it's so it's nice to see these games start to trickle in. Um, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. If I'm about double excited for God of War, I have no idea how you keep comparing <laughs> those two games because the hype level is on two completely different levels for me. But that's okay. To to, to each of their own. And I. I mean, I don't, I don't have much more to say about this game. I'm just ready for it to come out. Um, I wish I had had more uh, constructive feedback for this video, but I just, I just think it's a big deal that, you know, we're getting in, an insider look on the creative process behind this game. And, and like you said, he seems really passionate about delivering that horror experience. So. Do you, have, do you have anything else to no sort of yeah. feed off of, of what I've said or can we can we move on no. to the for your consideration to just to wrap that up usually like what a marketing campaign for this game I mean they're doing all the right things saying all the right things showing just enough but not too much about what the game is I can't say enough about this marketing campaign for this game and how it's just blown up to be not just mine I know it's Oh, everyone's excited for this game now. They're, they're, it's such an impressive looking game. And my only fear, literally the only fear that I have, and I had briefly touched on it, is that this is a first time studio. Can they live up to what they're showing here? Is this actually what we're going to be getting here? And based on what they've shown, it looks like a dead space. It looks outstanding. Like there's, that is literally my only fear. A lot of times with first parties, for the first time, games from new studios there are issues there can be bugs a lot of bugs a lot of hiccups with the gameplay everything that they've shown looks outstanding so there's no reason for me to think that but that's it that's my only fear is this a first time studio i don't want this game to come out and get sevens you know that's my fear i feel like it's a first time studio the way respawn was a first time studio when titanfall came out you know these are talented people that have done these types of things before. I don't know a lot about the hierarchy at striking distance, but I, I'm assuming a, 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 an auteur like Glenn Schofield is not going to trust his new IP with someone that's inexperienced. You know what I mean? He, this dude yes. is very passionate about the games he's working on. So, so it's a first time, in my opinion, a first time studio in name, but you know, maybe yeah. really not in their execution. And, and I can't I, wait. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm right. Cannot wait for this game. And with that, I think it's time to move on to, as always, for your consideration. This is the final segment of the podcast where we suggest games to each other and then get back on them. A couple weeks ago, Vinny suggested I play Days Gone. I came up with the category anything on the PlayStation, new PlayStation catalog. And he came up with Days Gone gone so there's a lot to say here i have a lot to say about this game but before i do i'm going to get a new game in the topic bad games that we love bad games that we love so Vinny, what do you got for me in bad games that we love all right anthony so i thought long and hard about this and the game that i'm going to give you is actually an excellent game that has extreme, an extremely bad part to it. 
There's an extremely bad component to this game that I cannot wait for you to play and see and okay. experience yourself. The game is Poyo Poyo Tetris. I'm specifically talking about the campaign of Poyo Poyo Tetris. Let me say this before I let you speak. The gameplay of this of Poyo Poyo Tetris is 10 out of 10. It is so good. I can't wait for you to play it. And that's why it's a ple- it's a ple- it's a guilty pleasure of mine because of its campaign and its story. I have one caveat when you play this. You cannot skip any of the of the dialogue between the characters in this okay. campaign. I'm forcing you to have to listen to this as much as you can, as far as you can go. You cannot. The game literally has an auto skip feature for the voice acting components of the of the oh, wow. campaign. I have probably between this is going to sound really sad between Poyo Poyo Tetris one and Poyo Poyo Tetris two. I probably have over 100 hours between the two of them. It is so good. Wow. It is so good. But my goodness, the story mode. I cannot wait for you to hear what these characters say in, in, during this campaign. It is, it, I, I can't wait. So that's that's okay. your game. And like I said, okay. you cannot skip any of it. I want you to genuinely try to understand what's going on in the story of Poyo Poyo Tetris. So that's that's my guilty pleasure. All right. Well, I I need you to genuinely understand what's going on in the story of Shenmue. So as long as you're doing that. <laughs> oh, I am. Same page. Hard at work. Okay. Hard at okay. work. Okay. Okay, that's great. That's good to know. I love Tetris. I love Tetris. It's one of my go-to games when I'm having a sort of like bad day. I, I kind of just like I'm in my head or and I just need something that's automatic. And Tetris is that game for me. I love it. So Puyo Puyo, that's Kirby's Avalanche, right? It's like the same. I remember. That's right. You remember? Yes. Yeah. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So then game. I know that too. So exact same. As I understand it, this game's sort of like a cross between those two. It yes. sounds fun. And it's it's really cool. It's really cool. And I cannot stop playing it. I've been playing it since it came out. And they have a sequel to it too, which I won't force you to play. But maybe okay. you'll want to play it after playing this. Maybe I mean, you maybe if I'm captivated enough by the story, it sounds like the story is I was going to say, yeah, so. it's going to blow you away. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about the story. I can't wait. All right, well, thank you, Vinny, for the recommendation. And without further ado, let's get into Days Gone. We had it on PS5. Vinny played it for a little bit, and then he said, hey, Anthony, you got to check this game out. There's a lot to say, a lot to do. Uh, Vinny, talk to me about why you gave me Days Gone specifically and just go ahead. Go ahead and talk to me about that. Sure. Yeah, I suppose this this is going to be a lot of back and forth here because um, we both probably have a lot to say about this game because neither of us had really dove into this game since it came out. That was a few years back, and they obviously upgraded the game for PS5 recently, which I decided to jump into. This was about three weeks ago. I put about four, maybe five hours into it, and come to find out as I was kind of playing the game, looking up guides, things like that, trying to see what, you know, trying to get myself more excited to play it. This game is huge on PC. And this game has a massive, it is a massive success on PC, came to PC last year, and it was just massive, has a huge cult, like community behind it. People love Days Gone on PC. And it kind of had a lukewarm launch on PlayStation. So... 
I played it. I put about five hours into it, and I actually kind of enjoyed what I was playing. So I asked you to play some of this. I, I think this is an interesting topic. Why did this game to, and I, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this because I'm trying to figure out myself why this game kind of took on a new life on PC. And I don't want to get ahead of your review but or your thoughts on the game, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. So what are your thoughts? What did you think about what you played? Uh, that's sort of the reason why I wanted you to play it. I felt like it was important to the podcast that we discussed this game huge game on PC. So what what did you think of Days Gone? I mean, I think it de- definitely makes sense that it has a following on PC. You know, the game had performance issues as I understand it when it first came out. So you we we've, we've already talked about this with Spider-Man, you're you're able to do incredible things on a high-end on a high-end PC and getting the game to run at 60 fps with virtually no load times i think is a huge asset to it you know and and i'm happy it found another following beyond uh playstation it it it's sad because this game i know that this game has has its its strong fans and it really does seem like days gone 2 is not going to happen and that that's that's kind of a bummer but at the same token i also get it because that was one of the first things I thought when I started playing. Like, this is very similar to The Last of Us in, in tone, in sort of plot points, and in gameplay. So why would you want to have two IPs compete with each other like that? I think that's part of the reason why they were more willing to drop it, even though Bend is clearly a talented studio. So with that, let me sort of dive into the gameplay. I respect everything I've played as far as the gameplay is concerned. I think the shooting is tight. I think the zombies are awesome. You know, I think that the particularly the hand-to-hand combat is my favorite in, in the game as far as combat goes. It's, it's uh, my favorite part of the game, I should say. It is brutal and you feel every hit and the, and there's different weapons and it reminded me of like a really revamped version of uh, what's that game when, when you're in the mall and the zombie game in the mall. Dead what's Rising? That Dead, yeah. yeah. It reminded me of like maybe like the, the, a, a more sort of down to earth version of that. But you got an axe that has like a, a weight to it and it has low durability, but it has high damage and you have to weigh stuff like that. What I didn't like as far as gameplay was concerned is some of these quote unquote survival features. For example, you have to find bandages and alcohol every time you want to heal. Now that's all fine and dandy, but they're, they're so sparse throughout the world. <laughs> it's, it's hard to find bandages as, as, as far as what I've played. And then, and then the whole idea that your your motorcycle can run out of gas, I get it. It's survival. It's supposed to be hard to traverse this open world, but some of the open world elements just didn't sit well with me. Um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I, I want to give the game its praise first. So another element that I really liked about the game was the graphics. Graphically, it's 
gorgeous. Seeing Beautiful. Oregon, yeah, seeing Oregon in that way is very impressive. And like I said, I think Bend is a very talented studio, and I am so happy we get to see this polished, really well done uh, video game from them. It's unfortunate that they poured everything into this and it, it got labeled as a failure, you know, because I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. And, and, but I do think it has its shortcomings. And, and, and this is the next thing I want to talk about. So one of the, one of the problems for me with this game, one of the shortcomings, if you will, is I feel like Bend had a problem with focus. Everything you do in the game is done very well, very triple A, okay? But, but there's a, a stealth segment early on where you can't go into combat. And it's not, like, it's not like a stealth segment in another game like we talk highly of Arcane. For example, you can, in an Arcane game, you can start off with a stealth approach and then switch to combat when things go haywire. This was like, for some reason, these Nero uh soldiers or whatever they were scientists they were unable to be damaged by your character for so they gave some weird reason but you're pretty much forced into the stealth mission with no other option than to stealth your way through it and that's so restrictive and i didn't like that i also didn't think it was necessary they didn't need to change the pace of the game because it was already doing that along the way um and it just does stuff like that constantly, where it's it's constantly mi mixing things up just to mix things up. And uh, I just, I didn't like it. I thought that they threw too much at you too fast. You got the bike, you got to, like I already said this, but you got to fill your, your, your bike with gas, gasoline. You got to clear cars out of the way to move your bike through these tunnels. You have to... Um, clear nests of, of camps and, and, and it's all done very well. I don't want to discredit Bend here because they do it all very well. I just think they do too much and, and the game loses focus for me. And, and that's, that's my biggest problem with the game is there's, there's action elements, there's stealth elements, there's open world elements, and it doesn't pick one right away. I've also heard nothing but amazing things about the Horde gameplay, but supposedly it takes 20 plus hours to get into this Horde gameplay. So this is the selling point for, for Days Gone. You have hordes of uh, presumably hundreds of zombies chasing after you, but you have to work your way through 20 hours to reach that point. In, in my opinion, a more sound strategy would have been to open the game with one of those Horde... Uh, you know, scenes, and then do a flashback. And then, okay, now now we're in present day, and eventually we'll get to this horde, but just show show me that, okay? Because when I look at it, when I see it on YouTube, I have to seek seek it out, you know what I mean? I, I The game didn't tell me that this, this was a thing. I had to go looking for it. And when I went and looked for it, I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it's very streamable too, I would say. And and PC is the home of video game streaming. So that's another reason why I think you see it. You see these horde sort of instances uh, that are very, very good 
for Twitch viewers. You know, that's something I would watch on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Fighting, yeah, a horde of 200 plus zombies. That sounds awesome. I, I don't like the open world. I think the world is gorgeous, but I think it's disjointed. And it really is hard to go from a game like Death Stranding that has a one of the better open worlds I've played recently. Obviously not including Elden Ring, the best open world of all time. But it's hard to go from Death Stranding, which is a very meticulously thought out open world, to Days Gone, where in my opinion, it's it's incredibly disjointed. And and this is something that really bugged me about the game. The tunnel sequences are pseudo loading screens. This is PS2 era stuff, PS3 era stuff. Like, why are we doing this? You have to go through point A to point B in a tunnel and they try and make it seem cool and impressive and it's fine. It's a fine little, they, they sort of pitch it as a, as a horror sequence, but that's not really what it is. You know, we're more intelligent than that. We know what it is. It's a loading screen. It's a loading screen. Going from point A on the tunnel to point B is to load in the open world on the other side of the map. And 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 Horizon, in my opinion, does its open world rendering in a much more clever way. And I've watched a, a really long video on that explaining how it only renders what the character can see. And to me, that's just an innovative way of doing it. And using a tunnel as a loading screen is very, very several generations ago and that uh, it just irked me really bad i also think the characters are kind of flat and and don't really push the narrative <laughs> along but other than that the game's great <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, I, I, the game did not get to wrap it all up the game did not get the and i i, I don't like to talk about review scores but i will to save time to sort of simplify it, it the game did not get the scores that it deserved it this game deserves eights you know 8.5s it didn't deserve sixes and sevens it's not a seven it's not a six Th this game is an eight it's just there are certain it, it was a matter of taste for me you know more than it was a matter of is this game good or bad it's good it's a good game it's it's a very good game i would say um based on what i've played it's just not my style it's not my taste so I don't know. Yeah. That's that's my impression slash review of Days Gone. Yeah. I'm happy you went into that much detail because I actually agreed with pretty much everything that you said. I think that it's just it's a little bit of a mixed bag for, for me as well. And it sucks because I think when this game launched, we're so used to Sony or at that point in time, we had so many you know, Sony first party studios games that were released were all nines, tens. We were so accustomed to that. And when this game came out to lukewarm expectation or lukewarm, uh, you know, uh, reviews by critics and, you know, by the community alike, because at that time it was only on PlayStation four. So it ran at 30 FPS. There were a ton of bugs. It's just, this game didn't stand a chance. It, it really didn't. And I couldn't agree with you more regarding the mixed bag feeling or, you know, the, the disjointed nature of the game. It is very disjointed. But like you said, I do think this game's an eight. I completely agree. I think it's a solid eight. It's just not for me as well. 
I could totally see exactly why people love this game, especially on PC with, and and now on PlayStation 5 running at 60 FPS. I encourage everybody, it's a free download. Go check it out. This game might be for you. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but there are this, it'd be hard to argue about those sort of, that sort of disjointed vision that, that the company had. And it was at that time, like you said, the last of us was really big. I think the last of us two was about to come out. It's, it was sort of weird for Sony to invest this much money in sort of this survival horror, basically looking, it looks a lot like the last of us. It really does from just, you know, from the foliage, from everything It's all very, there's a lot of similarities in, in the world and the structure of the world, but yeah, man, I, I just think that's, it sucks that we're not getting a second one. I feel like if we got a second one, I would definitely play that and be probably more willing to, you know, go all in on it because they've probably learned so much from the original. And last point that I'll make that I agree with you that stood out to me was how do we not have those horde sequences early into the game that, that everybody that praises this game speaks to those sequences and how intense they are. And just the sheer number of zombies on screen at once is unlike anything you've ever seen. It just sucks that I got to wait 20 plus hours to get a few of those segments in like that. That to me, that really sucks. So it's just such, such a mixed bag, such an interesting game to talk about. And I I am upset that we're not getting a second one. I really am because I definitely feel like I would have checked it out and played it, especially after playing this because I liked what I played because I played about five you know, five or so hours into it. And I think I'm done with it. I don't think I'm going to dive too much more. And like you said, I just don't think this is for me. Uh, but it's a shame, man. It's it's a shame we're not getting a second one. I do think it's a great game. Guys, go check it out. Especially if you have a PS5. Go play it at 60 frames per second. I think that really helps elevate this game to that eight level of just great. Like, great game. Yeah, I, I think that days gone is and i know we made this point already but it's just it's too close to the last of us it's way too and i and i understand games yeah. are in development for a very long time days gone was probably in development far before the last of us was as big of a deal as it is now you know like who who knows when days gone was greenlit you know maybe maybe it's public information but i don't I don't know it off the top of my head, but but I'm assuming... I know the game was in development for a long time, okay? I, I know it was a long time that it was in development. But when, I, when a couple weeks ago we talked about that video that sort of promoted the new PlayStation Plus, and it was this older man talking about all the adventures he had been on, and you see him with a, a meat cleaver from Bloodborne, and you see him with the, uh, the BB from Death Stranding, and... You know, then then you see a, a zombie from from The Last of Us or Days Gone. Like, what is it? <laughs> like, like yeah. if you were to make that yeah. video, that's a good point. Yeah, if you were to make that video and you were going to put The Last of Us and Days Gone in there, what what would the two? I guess you would do a motorcycle or something. You know what I, I mean? Was it's say just, motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know, man. It's they're they're too similar. And if you're going to have something that is that close to the golden child of the Sony brand in The Last of Us, then that story better be phenomenal. 
and it's not. I'm sorry, but that is by far the weakest part of the game. It's cliche. It's 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 sort of not written super well, and it's not bad. Again, I don't think anything in the game is bad at all. The only thing that that was bad apparently was the performance when it first came out, but I can't speak to that because the PS5 version ran flawlessly. So nothing in the game is bad. It's just when you are when you make a game that's that close to The Last of Us that has some of the best writing in games, you are directly comparing yourself to that game by default. You know what I mean? It's like you are going to face that scrutiny. So the writing better be fantastic. And for me, the characters were very bland and boring. And the story was sort of cliche. And if the game came out, you know, obviously the graphics wouldn't be what they are. But like, I'm talking about the writing. If the game came out 20 years ago, it would be a smash hit, you know? But but there there's just so many so many things in the story that are cliche now that it just does it does the game a disservice you know um i almost wish this game was multiplayer i feel like this would be a yeah. good multiplayer game it would almost be. make yeah, it co-op yeah like a survival yes. co-op yes like don't pitch it as a horror single player driven game i think it Very may have benefited from that again it's a matter of taste for me I think the game itself is... I mean, Vinny, some of these reviews are nowhere near what the game deserved. GameSpot gave it a 5. Oh, no. Destructoid, no this game's not a 5. Right. Destructoid gave it a 6. IGN gave it a 6.5. Wow. A 6.5 on IGN? Wow. That's like a 2. IGN only gives 8. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. That's it's, not good. That's yeah. not... It's no. Metacritic score is a 71 on ps4 and a 76 on pc the game's good we're, we're talking i don't want to speak for you Vinny, but i'm talking purely opinion here i'm not talking objective gameplay and like i said the only ob- objective and i mean it's subjective but the only thing i could say from a scoring perspective is bad for me is the story but I've already given a million bullet bullet points on that, so I'll stop with that. But I'm just saying that's the only thing where if I saw a review and they said the story was bad, I would say okay, I agree with that, you know. But all this other stuff yeah. is completely unwarranted. The game's good, the game's very good. It's it, it's just so close to the Last of Us, like too close to the Last yeah. of Us. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense internally at Sony to keep pursuing that IP. It just, yeah. it just doesn't, which, like you said, it sucks, but it makes sense. And at this point, I think we're in agreement. We're not seeing a Days Gone 2. I think they've out- outright come out. The developers have said that they're not working on a Days Gone 2. They have. It's just so funny how, yeah, so it's just so funny how this game just blew up on PC when, when it was released. And you, you outlined it perfectly why that is. So I, I'm... I'm happy you enjoyed it. I'm I'm very uh, impressed with your impressions just because I agreed with just about everything that you said. And I was looking for something to disagree with. I'll be honest right. with you. I completely agree with your analysis and review of the game impressions. Just a mixed bag, an unfortunate mixed bag that yeah. is also great 
But I, 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 I say mixed bag, which makes the game seem like it is a five, but it's not. It's a no. great game. It has great elements to it. There's just certain element, you know, there's that disjointed feeling with it. So uh, just such a fascinating game. It really is. Yeah, I, I really want to reiterate this one more time. Those tunnels infuriate <laughs> me. They really do. Oh, my like, goodness. come on. Really? They infuriate yeah. me. Yeah. They're, they're like, that's something you see in a PS3 game, Vinny. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bizarre. They're loading yeah, it, screens. It, it, you can't. Yeah. And at first, I didn't even notice that. I didn't realize that's what you were going into until, the yeah. point, you know. The, the following few more times that you do it and you're like, okay, like, can I just get to this next area? Just no, because <laughs> they have to load in the textures uh, and assets for the, I know. the next area. And, and that from a, uh, on a more critical level, if somebody wants to say something about that, I fully support that too. But again, that's, that's also just a matter of me nitpicking the game. Uh, I think to wrap this up, if they announced days gone Two you would see Days Gone 1 trending for until the release of Days Gone 2. It This game is yes. making so many headlines for just sort of completely denying the sequel. People, the, people are passionate about this game. They really are. The people that love this game love this game. And you know what? Maybe, maybe one day when I have more... Uh, free time and I have more of a, I guess, gap in games that I want to play, I want to go back to it because this is the thing as, as much as I didn't, the taste of the game was sort of not sort of what's the word gelling with me. I Mm -hmm. still kept going back. You know, I still kept going back and playing for an hour here playing for an hour there because the gameplay is good. The gameplay is really good, especially that melee combat. But I'm telling you, Vinny, if they released the days gone to announce, if they announced it, people would, would lose it. Cause, cause I, 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 I've yeah. seen how passionate this fan base is. I think that would be, I could see them doing that in 10 years, you know, maybe nah, five, yeah, maybe. six years from now. Yeah. It might be one of those games that's kind of leaking out in five years from now that they're actually doing it. It'll probably be a totally new studio if I had to bet, you know, and, and Sony decides to just do another one. Maybe they'll be done with The Last of Us by then. You know, they're not really, you know, they maybe they've had a part three and they're done with that. And now they're willing to kind of go back to Days Gone because it's going to have this following for a very long time. It is like this community is very going to be very persistent about a second one. I feel like this isn't going away anytime soon. This horde gameplay is amazing. It is. It's so cool. It's it's so it's just frustrating that I never got to experience that. Yeah, why are they it keeping is cool. this from us? Okay. Well, with with <laughs> all of that said, Vinny, maybe they'll make a new siphon filter cuz that is a another beloved IP that bend that was their their last ip before days gone was siphon filter that came out in 1999 uh that was a cool game there's trophies for that game now by the way that was uh, mm. almost a story on our podcast but thank you all if you made it this far and no i did not put the secret phrase at the very end of the podcast what do you think i'm stupid 
got to keep looking. You can't just fast forward to the end and try and get a $10 PlayStation gift card. What, what is wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, it's tucked in there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be in there somewhere. Good. So go rewind and keep trying to find it. But anyway, if you made it this far and you actually listened to the whole thing, thank you very much. I excuse my co-host for all the puns he made. It's inappropriate, Vinny. It's really not, really uncalled. It was early. It was only early. And then, <laughs> then I was told by corporate to maybe maybe <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you hey, for maybe, listening. Maybe we stop doing the puns. Yeah. Vinny, what, what's a random game you're in the mood for right now? Oh, man. You know what I'm actually going to end up playing maybe today or tomorrow that I redownloaded is Final Fantasy VII. Not very random, but no, the remake, not. I still haven't beaten this damn game. I still have not beaten Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I might beat that uh, in the coming week. I'm hopeful. What about you? Uh, Mine is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone (laughs) for PS1. Wow. Throwback. Did you ever play that? That's a great game. Great game. Yes. Yeah. I want to say I played that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Too funny. (laughs) Well, you know, man, we're getting a Harry Potter game soon. It's coming. That's true. I can't wait for that game. That's going to be fun. We'll talk about that on, on our next episode, but until then... I'm Anthony, as always, joined by Vinny. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. See you on episode 11 of the PS Blue Podcast. Take care.